a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. As always, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. So today we're going to be talking about, uh, I think this week's theme seems to be anxiety. We're going to be talking about uh, two ways to approach uh, stress, two ways to approach the world around us. One of those being approach is what we'll call approach, and another way is avoidance. And uh, so we'll talk about that uh, in just a moment. As always, please keep in mind that once a week, Thursdays at 8, uh, Mountain Standard Time, I will be live on Instagram at Riley Counseling, fielding questions and talking about uh, specific subject matter. So if you would like to uh, have topics discussed, if you have comments for me, uh, you can touch base with me on uh, email at help at getting back the number two life.com. So help at getting back to life.com for, for uh, discussion topics, for questions, comments. I'd love to have you reach out. So getting back to today's topic, uh, one of the things I want to introduce to kind of help you, um, invite you to take a look at approach versus avoidance is uh, I want you to take, uh, take it upon yourself to do one of two of the following tasks. And even as I invite you to do one of the two of the following tasks, as you listen to what I have to say, you're going to notice that your thoughts automatically start to drift towards approach, approaching the task or avoiding it. And so this is one of the tools I use to help kind of diagnose, but also help people identify, you know, where their anxiety is, what rules there are in their mind, beliefs there are in their mind for what is safe or for them to approach or what is not safe or those things they need to avoid. So the first scenario, and I really want you to commit yourself to do this. It's actually kind of fun. I've done this myself and I've become a lot better at it. But uh, the first scenario is um, I want you to take yourself to a grocery store. And when you get to the grocery store, usually, you know, there's these uh, helpful folks. Usually they're telling you what lane is open for groceries, uh, even though, you know, as if you can't tell which lane is available. Really helpful. Find that individual or someone else. And what I want you to do is I want you to ask them to take or to take you, yeah, to take you um, to the chopsticks. Now, keep them, say chopsticks really clear. I had a gal who um, the helper took her to the chopsticks, but she still was able to, you know, that's still qualified, so to speak. So what I want you to do is I want you to ask somebody not to tell you where the chopsticks are, but take you to the chopsticks. And when they do, what I want you to do is I want you to tell them thank you. I want you to grab the chopsticks, look at them, and then I want you to put them back and walk out of the store. There's social norms. There's beliefs we have about what's etiquette, what's appropriate in that situation. So I'm asking you to approach a, a rule, a stressful um, uh, environment where, you know, because we ask somebody for help, there's a rule that we're supposed to buy it or that we're supposed to be grateful. And, and so we, uh, oftentimes we'll buy it just because we feel like we put the person to work and we don't want to hurt their feelings. 
And so this is an invitation for you to evaluate. Are you able to approach this or do you find that you're avoiding? And, you know, I've seen all kinds of responses to this task, including um, some individuals. One individual, she sat in the parking lot of this grocery store for 45 minutes uh, just crying because she really wanted to approach this task. But it brought up a lot of uh, features of avoidance, a lot of features and concerns about whether she's going to hurt people's feelings or not. And so approach is uh, this decision that we have uh, when given a task, whether it's to um, go to a class or whatever, we automatically get into this place where we have to evaluate approach or avoidance. And just in a minute, we'll talk about the takeaways mentally that we have for approach and the takeaways that we have mentally for avoidance. So another task that you can do, and it's a lot quicker, and again, it's breaking a social norm. And for some people, this is a little bit of an easier task. But the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to go to a building where there's an elevator. And when you get in the elevator, okay, the rules are, for some reason, the rules are is you face the elevator doors and you don't talk to anybody. Um, If you do talk to somebody, um, it's someone that you're really close to and it's kind of more of a private conversation. What I want you to do, I want you to approach the idea of getting in the elevator turning away from the front doors and engaging in a conversation with somebody. Now, that seems kind of short and kind of silly, but I've also seen people really struggle with that because we there's these norms, these societal norms, these mores, if you will, that we approach or avoid every day, and they can cause a lot of stress for us. They can cause us to feel like there's a lot of meaning. And often, and we'll talk about this in a minute, often when we, um, there are places that we typically avoid, when we approach them, we find out they're actually far less anxiety provoking, far less stressful than we thought. And often people even have thoughts of, why haven't I been asking for help in a grocery store um, all these years? Or why haven't I taken the time to talk to somebody else? And so we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. So what we're talking about is our decisions that we need, we're faced with a stressful situation, approach versus avoidance. And those of us that have anxiety diagnoses, that have agoraphobia and so forth, this is literally a crisis in the mind that we need to talk about that I'd like to help you work through. Welcome back to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. So today we're talking about uh, this concept that I think is running in our mind constantly, and that is this decision to approach something, maybe approach uh, someone socially, approach somebody about a concern um, or a need versus avoidance. You know, uh, our right to speak up, our right to have that need. You know, you might find that uh, you walk out of a grocery store or you avoid a phone call, different things that just to try to reduce that level of stress, even if it's something that you need. You might even find that you uh, are more likely to approach asking somebody to help you do something, go to the store for a certain need or what have you, and that's a form of avoidance as well. So the idea with approach versus avoidance 
is that we don't like stress, we don't like anxiety, but but what happens is with avoidance, you know, the kind of the fallout of avoidance is that we think it is an anxiety reducer, okay, so is approach. The difference is when we avoid, it temporarily reduces that stressor, it temporarily reduces that anxiety, but the takeaway with that is that we're incapable or that we need to continue to avoid that situation. We walk away feeling a little bit like we survived something. We feel that temporary belief or relief, but what happens is that situation, when it comes back around again, that anxiety represents itself. So approach, obviously there's some anxiety with that as well. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes the uh, anxiety, the stress with approach is more intense than with avoidance. The thing is, is with approach, you actually get that relief from stress as well, just like you do with avoidance. But most of the time, not always, what you find is that you wish you would have approached whatever that issue, that need, that concern is. What you find is that that anxiety builds up as you approach it on the other side, you find that things are okay. And that's a more permanent, more healthy, more um, uh, experience-based uh, place for your mind to go to that says, okay, you know what, I've approached this, I turned out just fine. And so you're more likely to face similar concerns and and handle them quicker, handle them with a little bit less stress because you've approached them. The mind starts to say, you know what, uh, we've approached this in the past. So going back to uh, takeaway with avoidance for just a minute, you know, I've worked with a lot of people that uh, have agoraphobia, they have Um, a lot of social anxiety and so forth. And it's kind of interesting because one of the things I've noticed is that as uh, our mind, it's amazing how our mind downloads things. And so avoidance, let's let's imagine that uh, you avoid talking to somebody or you avoid uh, applying for a job or you avoid asking someone on a date or you avoid going out and getting the mail. It's interesting because the mind downloads that that event is scary, but it also downloads that we are not good enough. It downloads that we, I'll talk to somebody, they'll say, nobody wants to date me, or I can't get a job. And without having that experience, that actual experience of not getting a job or being rejected, when we avoid, we actually download that experience as if it's happened. And so it becomes a belief. So avoidance leads to a, a, a belief that it's a felt belief that's not based on reality. So the idea is we're teaching ourselves that we aren't capable of driving the car to a certain place. And it's, and it's brought into our mind as truth. Our mind pictures us as not being able to um, give that presentation, not being able to stand up to somebody without that event ever actually happening. And so it doesn't, produ- it doesn't reduce the anxiety. It does temporarily because we're avoiding. But it can increase the task uh, Excuse me. It can increase the the anxiety because we're, our takeaway is that we had that negative experience, and so therefore we're more likely to avoid again in the future. I see people every day, and I know this isn't very easy, but uh, as a matter of fact, I saw a gal today that we've been fighting through some avoidance, and uh, I think for good reason. She's had avoidance. She's been through some very difficult things. And uh, her approach, the part that she's working on for her approach is actually showing up to each of our meetings. And, and that just has her anxiety going through the roof. 
But, uh, you know, there's a lot of avoidance for the sake of self-protection. There's a lot of avoidance of some of the things we need to do therapeutically. Well, uh, today, uh, as a matter of fact, um, she moved over into this place of approach. She It's kind of like jumping off that diving board, right? She finally decided to jump in the water. And I could see, and she recognized kind of reluctantly, that she got on the other end of approach and she actually felt some relief. She was actually uh, seeing that, uh, you know what, maybe she's more confident, maybe she's more capable than she thought. But now the work is beginning. Has there been work in the past with her? Definitely. But the avoidance kind of keeps that stress, that anxiety. It kind of keeps it at bay, but keeps it kind of present. It's always right there. But now we're moving forward, and she's going to take off in a in a really good way. I can see her strength. I can see that ego just growing, and uh, she's doing it by experimenting with this idea of approach. So approach versus avoidance, that we're, that's what we're talking about. Both relieve stress. Avoidance relieves it temporarily. Approach, it might be, the, the stress might be more intense, but we teach ourselves that we can get through that uh, that event that uh, is uncomfortable or scary. So I've given you a couple ideas to see where you're at with approach versus avoidance. Um, you know, with this idea of going to the store and asking for chopsticks, uh, being taken to the store to get, or to the chopsticks, and putting them back and walking out without purchasing anything. And then the other one that a lot of people opt to do would be to uh, get in an elevator, turn around, you know, break that unwritten rule of looking at the elevator doors, and uh, turn around and have a conversation with somebody. Uh, you're going to see that they're uncomfortable because they're in a place of avoidance. So go out, take a, take a look at these a couple of these tasks, and uh, really push yourself to approach things to see if it lowers your overall stress or anxiety regarding a boss, regarding a spouse, or different things like that. And what you're teaching your mind and uh, what you're teaching your ego is that you have strength, you have capability to overcome those fears. And then what happens is they're going to want to, you're going to find that you're going to want to start testing that a little bit more in, in terms of where else can I approach things that previously I hadn't before. So there's a lot of things behind that in terms of history um, experiences in your life, but we're going to start challenging that, and I, expe- I uh, um, want you to start challenging that for yourself. I am Fred Riley. Thank you for listening to Counseling on Demand. We will be back next week. And please find us online at gettingbacktolife.com. That's getting back the number two, life.com. <laughs>